the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Love First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wing Radio. When you step in a room, the atmosphere is supposed to change. Oh, because favor came with you. Grace and mercy came with you. Angels are encamped about you. You better understand who you are and whose you are. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the best way to predict your future is to speak it. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something And all it is one person to just obey. He said there was so much fish, they had to bring boats, not nets, boats. Because (laughs) when God hits your life, it's more than you can handle. It's more that you, he gives it to you on such a level, you can't contain it. You have to give it. Your obedience will take you further than your wallet. (laughs) One word from God can change your life. Sometimes you can't miss church, man. The revelation that God pours into you. The the Bible says we've got to be ready teachers. We've got to get this word in us so we can work the word. If you work the word, the word works. You can work the word. This is the word. The word works. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed. For lack of knowledge, it didn't say motivation, it didn't say prayer, it didn't say praise, it didn't say worship, it was said knowledge. Because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, don't get the right results, you got to change. You got to do something different. I hate losing. I hate it. I hate paying interest. I hate it. I love receiving interest. I hate paying interest. Hey, man, there's certain things that, man, that you have to get a disdain that you hate. Because when you hate it, you stop doing it. My people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. Luke 5, 8 says this. But when Simon, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at his knees saying, go away from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Simon Peter was awestruck at his response because he realized that all his words couldn't amount to one word from God. Overwhelmed that all his education, all his studying got him nothing. And one word from God changed the situation. Could you understand how much God wants to help you? Verse 9, for he and all his companions were completely astounded at the catch of fish which he had taken. Oh, my God. 
Simon's obedience set everyone up for a harvest. See, what you have to get to the place of realizing, family, and I want you to get this in your spirit, okay? Repeat after me. I am a game changer. Come on, say it. I am a game changer. Come on, say it with it. I am a game changer. Say, I am more than a conqueror. I am the lender and not the bar. I am the head and not the tail. I am blessed coming in, coming out. Favor is on my side. Coach, give me the ball. I take the shot because I am a game changer. No, no. You, you need to expect this, man. God's on your life. You got favor. When you step in the room, grace and mercy came in the room. Atmospheres changed because, see, God is on my life, and I'm a game changer. I expect stupid stuff to happen. I expect it. Guess what? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I'm a game changer. Praise God. Woo. We up last night watching Coming to America. I said, Charmaine, said, let's watch something to make us laugh. So we walked coming to America, and I saw King Joffa Joffa come in, and, and the ladies behind him, they'd be shipped, shh, and, and they'd be having the flowers out. And when you step in a room, the atmosphere is supposed to change. Oh, because favor came with you. Grace and mercy came with you. Angels are encamped about you. You better understand who you are and whose you are. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the best way to predict your future is to speak it. Oh, glory. See, you get this in your spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm a game changer. God is with me. Romans 8.31 says, if God be for you, who can be against you? Now, either you believe the word or you don't. And if God be for you, it don't matter what come at you. I got favor on my life. Glory to God. It's going to work out in my favor. Hallelujah. <laughs> Verse 10 says, and so were James, John, son of Zebedee, were the partner of Simon. Jesus said, Simon, have no fear. From now on, you'll be catching men. After they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed him, becoming his disciples, believing and trusting him and following his example. What happened was they realized all their knowledge, all their boats caught nothing. And one word from God brought in the harvest. So what happens when you get the revelation that all these bags I'm carrying, that, that ain't worth a nickel. That, 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 I thought that was something. But one word from God gave me the biggest harvest I ever got. They left everything. They checked their bags because they realized on this journey, all I need is Jesus. <laughs> I don't have to bring anything with me because he is the great I am. My God, he is my beginning and my end. He's the first and the last. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He's Jehovah Nisi, my victory. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's my healer. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He is the great I am. I realize he's my all in all. <laughs> wisdom keys, wisdom keys. Number one, you got to seek him. This is Matthew 6.33. You got to seek him first. 
put them first. And that's all Jesus was doing with the boat. He said, let me use your boat. And after you let me use your boat, I'll take care of your fish. Because God knew his problem. I want y'all to get this. God knows your problem. God knows your money issue, your health issue. Your God knows. But he just wants to see, can you make him a priority? But first and most importantly, seek, aim, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness and his way of doing right and the attitude and character of God and all these things, all these things, all these things mean whatever your all is, your money, your car, your house, it don't matter. God says as long as I'm number one, I don't care who's number two, three, four. As long as I'm number one. Number two, Hebrews chapter 12, you got to drop the weight. You got to check your bag. Hebrews. Therefore, since, not, not might, since we are surrounded by so, so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified of the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and sin that so easily besets us. Okay, why would God deal with the weight before the sin? You would think he would deal with the sin before the weight. The sin is a pre-existing condition. The weight's a choice. Because, see, we are born into sin. So that's a pre-existing. David said, I was born into sin. So sin is a pre-existing condition. The weight you put on you, it's on you. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, you know he's talking about you right now. Because for real, for real, truth be told, you know you only can do three things for the day, but you put six on your list. Come on, talk to somebody. You know that's true. And then you'll be stressing yourself out because, see, you put that weight on yourself. That was your choice. That wasn't God. That was, okay, let me talk to somebody else. Then there's that person who's trying to, trying to <laughs> you, you trying to fix everybody. Can you just work on you, please? So what happens, you end up carrying everybody's bags. Your mama bag, your cousin. I told my mama, I said, mama, uh, you, need, you know, when she was here, I said, you can't fix everybody's problem. But Jomo, I said, I know, but Jomo, but you can't fix everybody's problem. Now you need to let them suffer a little bit. Jomo, can I hold some money? I said, Ma, you can't hold no money. She's like, Jomo, I'm your mom. I said, here, here's the money. Now you're going to give to them, aren't you? You're going to give to them, aren't you? She said, yeah, you know me, now you know me. I said, look, you can't save everybody. Meaning, meaning, let me be clear. We're not the Savior, so we can't save You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. In the meantime, we wanted to let you know that you can hear our current series and many others by logging on to our website at freshwindradio.com. For your gift today of any amount, Dr. Cousins would love to send you his current teaching series entitled How to Hear God. This nine-part series unlocks the secrets to experiencing God's voice in fresh new ways, and it can be yours today. Simply log on to our website at freshwindradio.com and click the Donate tab. All of us at Freshwind want to thank you for continuing to give to this listener-supported radio broadcast. Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? 
That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code 101-804. Again, the access code is 101-804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word. But we can walk in a manner that people want to be saved. So my job is to live right. And they see my life and then they want to change. Because I can't make anybody change. The people won't do them. Notice here, stripping off the weight and the sin that so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the races set before us. Uh, if you ever seen a marathon runner or a sprinter, you never see them running with jogging pants. When they're in the race, they're wearing spandex or little flowery things. Why? Because they're trying to win the what? Race. And some of you trying to win the race with a sweater, a jacket, and all, that ain't going to win the race. You have to drop all your stuff if you're going to win this race. God told me to tell y'all this right now. Uh, I think it's Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Now, I want to have a personal, intimate conversation with about 100 of y'all. About 100 of y'all. Okay. <clears throat> when I look back over my life, and I see where God's brought me from and what I've been through. And I realize that he gave me a second chance. Now, do I have any witnesses that can agree with me on that, that God gave you a second chance? Okay, okay, okay. So when I'm, I'm thinking about this, and I'm reading this story, then I go to Matthew chapter 4. Oh. And Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, and he noticed two brothers. Simon, who was called Peter, and Peter, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me as my disciples, accepting me as your master, and teaching and walking the same path of, of life that I walk, and I'll make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him, becoming disciples, believing and trusting in him, and following his example. Now, Pastor, what are you trying to show me? This was the first time. He came by and said, I'm calling you. Luke 5 was the second time he came by. Meaning, initially, and look at this, y'all. Initially, this is so good. It said they dropped their nets. In Luke 5, they dropped everything. When you first come to God, you're not quite sure how it's going to work out. So you don't give God all of your heart. You give God a piece of your heart. And what happens when, when Simon Peter fell, because he remembered that God came to him the first time. And he said, Lord, I'll follow you. But in the midst of life, he fell back. 
And I don't know if we have any backsliders in here today, but in the midst of life, you went through some things and you fell back. And now Simon, Jesus comes back and says, hey, bro, I remember you. I know you fell back. I knew you blew it. But here I am. I'm giving you a second chance. I know you've been through some stuff, but I want you to understand, I still care about you. I still love you. I'm going to give you a second chance. I wonder if there's anybody in here who God has given you a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, and Jesus comes back around. I said, look, bro, I, I understand what you've been through, but guess what? I'm the God of second chances. I'm going to come back and get you in spite of all you've been through. i come back for you. God said, he said, Jomo, look, the first time they gave the net, the last time they gave it all. Because the longer you walk with God, the less things mean to you. There was a season where things were important to you. Now, as you grow in him, what you thought was important is no longer important. <laughs> we serve a God who will come back again and again to get you. And it hit me. When I first got saved, for real, everyone say for real. <laughs> and uh, I was in my early 20s, I thought. But God brought me back to a room when I was about eight years old. And I'm watching in my mama's friend's house. And my mom and her were talking. I went in the room, Billy Graham was on TV. And I, I'm watching Billy Graham. He said, if you can just lift your hand up. And I'm eight years old, and I'm lifting my hand, and I'm just doing what the TV told me to do. And I left, and I went back to go play. And then 13 years later, when I did it for real, God brought me back to the room. And he said, son, when you opened your mouth and you called my name, I had you that day. And then he showed me the car accident. Then he showed me the other situation. And then he showed me all the times he saved me. Because see, sometimes you thought you were just lucky. You don't realize it was God's hand on your life. You just thought that you just made it by accident. You didn't realize it was his hand on your life. You don't understand that sometimes you just thought you got away. You didn't get away. Grace stepped in. And when grace stepped in, it saved you. See, you thought sometimes, oh, man, I had favor. No, God loves you enough. Truth be told, half of us shouldn't be in this room right now. Truth be told, but it's only by the grace of God. Some of you have suffered abuse, abandonment, addiction, and somehow, some way, God has graced you to get here today. And that's why I tell you, brothers and sisters, while you have breath in your body, let everything that have breath praise the Lord because you didn't make it here because of your gifting or your talent. You're only here because of God's grace. He made a way. <laughs> Ooh, Holy Spirit. When I look back over my life, he just gave me snapshots. I said, Jomo, you should have been arrested that day. You stole it. You, yes, you did. You got out the window 
that day. Oh, I'm just talking about me. I ain't talking about you. Uh, <laughs> that day, he says, when, when your friends got arrested in school, we had, we had undercover police officers at school, and we had some friends who, who dealt drugs, and I was just there. I didn't deal drugs, but I was real close to it. Anyway, and uh, they, they, they rounded everybody up to be arrested. And the lady says, let Jomo go. When they tested me, they said, uh, Jomo, you're gifted, but you don't live up to your potential. And I'm hearing all these words as God is speaking them and reciting to me all the people who stepped in my life. <laughs> when you think about how many people, my God, who spoke a word in your life on your journey because, see, you just think you just got here, but there was a grandmama who prayed for you. There was an uncle who stepped in. There was people who fought for you. And you don't even understand how many people stepped in and said, I got him. I'll cover him. He made a way. And I tell you, none of us are here based on our abilities. It was all based on his grace. If it was not for his grace, then all you have to do is look back over your life and a thanksgiving will well up in your spirit. I've made it. Let's praise God. Let's just praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for getting me through. Thank you for making a way out of no way. Thank you, Father God. I got a job. Oh, God, I thank you for the house I have. Lord, I, I thank you for what I got, Lord. Oh, Father, I just want to praise you. Thank you for bringing me through. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Where would I be without you? Where would I be without you? Where would I be without you? Oh, my God. I don't qualify. I don't qualify to be here. I'm graced to be here. It's not in my goodness. It's all in his grace. None of us are great. It's all by his grace. It's all by his grace. It's all by his grace. I want to talk to that person who's falling back. And I want you to understand. He didn't say come when you're right. He says come as you are. I want to speak to the person right now who's been struggling. Say, man, I, I've messed up and I keep messing up. Well, I, I want you to understand his grace is sufficient. I want you to understand that at the foot of the cross, we're all the same. I know some of us may look a little cuter and smell a little better, but guess what? We all are sinners and we all need God's grace. I'm telling you, he's here for you. I'm telling you, he's here for you. And Jesus came back for them. He says, I'm coming back again for you. Jesus, I, I knock at the door of your heart. Will you let me in? The, the hour is nigh. We, we don't know how much time we have. And I call you today. I say, Jesus told me to tell you. I'm coming back again for you. He says, I, I'm sending my son Jomo to talk to you today. Through his story. That God has not forgotten you. He has not forsaken you. And everything you've been through. Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. I don't know, but God does. Pastor, they touched me. God knows. They hurt me. They abandoned me. 
God knows. God is not evil, but people have evil tendencies. And it's sin. But I want you to understand, you're not qualified by who you are. You're qualified by what he has done. His blood qualifies you. So I want you to get rid of this thinking, thinking. Whether you qualify, no, no, no. You qualify just by confessing his name as Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. That's it. Because if we were all perfect, we wouldn't need a Savior. Oh, God. I am nothing without you, Father. I am nothing without you. I need you, Lord. We're sinners in need of a Savior. And Christ died that we may have life and have it more abundantly. You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh 